we get to choose how we show up in the dark. We get to choose, do I fall asleep? Do I stay asleep? Do I party all night? Or do I actually look around to see what might exist? I think most of us are aware of the idea of story as a passion, a skill, or maybe even a career. But what about story as survival? What about story as a way of finding your way when all else seems to be lost? There are times when story is sort of like the trail of breadcrumbs we leave in the forest. No matter how dark things get or how far we wander, we've got something to lead us back home to hope and safety. That's the theory of Mark Pimsler, an experiential therapist and leading voice in emotional and mental health. Mark is also a part of on-site workshops. On-site is a personal growth and wellness retreat center not far from us here in Nashville. Last year at Story 2020, Mark gave a talk about story as a way to see in the dark. And it's one of the most powerful, convicting ways of thinking about story we've heard yet. First up, and this is how he started his talk, Mark reminded us that we've all survived 100% of our darkest days so far. And that's a start. But then Mark started talking about the darkness itself. And that's where things got really interesting. So as I was preparing for this talk, I started to think about the dark night of the soul, which 15th century St. John of the Cross wrote a who was a Spanish priest, wrote a poem called La Noche Escora. And as I began to research that concept and that poem, what I began to understand is something about darkness that I hadn't fully understood prior to. See, one of the interesting things about St. John of the Cross is that he too experienced tremendous trauma. He too, before he became a priest, didn't feel like he belonged. And even after he became a priest, he still didn't feel like he fit in to his community. And so as he began to dive deeper into his personal relationship with his conception of God, he began to even feel darker and darker and darker as he held on to this string of light. And so the interesting thing about La Noche Escora is that the dark night of the soul isn't a form of sinister darkness that is waiting to hurt us or to create chaos. It's not like this you know, evil, sinister thing that is waiting to get us. Because the Spanish word escora simply means obscured. See, the interesting thing about the dark night of the soul, darkness is not the absence of light, but simply rather the obstruction of light. In the dark night of the soul, when we are faced and all we can see is darkness, it is simply an illusion. See, regardless of whether you are currently experiencing light or dark, love or fear, just know that the fear, the dark, is an illusion, just like in an eclipse. It's not that the sun disappears, but is just currently obscured. And so the question that I've been wrestling with is, what exactly is the obstruction 
What is the obstacle? To illustrate, Mark talked a little about Onsite's reaction when COVID shut everything down. The pandemic meant that a ton of people who'd planned big trips to come out and spend time at their facility would have to cancel, which would be a headache for them and obviously Mark and his team. At first, the whole thing sounded taunting, but then Mark started leaning into the obstacle, thinking of ways to make online communication, distance, and space work to their advantage instead of pushing against it. It took innovation, but more than that, it took looking through and beyond the obstruction instead of just around it. See, if I focus on the obstruction, that's all that I'm going to see. But if I could look through and beyond the obstruction, then all of a sudden I can see what has always existed is the light within the dark. And so beginning, the idea of this is a process of subtraction, not addition, is when I can subtract the obstruction, all of a sudden then I can find the truth of what already exists, which is the world of possibilities. But until I'm willing to actually look at the dark for what it is, to see the obstruction, only then can I actually go through that obstacle. But if all I focus on is what isn't possible, what can't be, the things that don't exist, if I only live in the conserved ideas of how things happened in the past, then I will never actually be able to move into that space of darkness to be able to look around and see what might be. In the Tibetan Book of the Dead, they talk about the bardo. And the bardo is that space between death and what might come again. Very much like the dark. We get to choose how we show up in the dark. We get to choose, do I fall asleep? Do I stay asleep? Do I party all night? Or do I actually look around to see what might exist? So what do we need to see in the dark? The answer is curiosity and perspective. Now again, Mark is an experiential therapist, and one of his heroes is Jacob Moreno, the godfather of experiential therapy. Moreno had fled the violence in Vienna and was working as a medical doctor on his way to the U.S. when he had this epiphany about survival. He wrote that, Darwin's idea of survival of the fittest will be found to be too narrow, for indeed, it will be replaced by the survival of the Creator. That has guided Mark's career for a long time now, and it can guide our lives as well. Moreno had this idea that each of us were co-creators of the universe, that it wasn't, the, the idea of creation wasn't just relegated to God but that each and every single one of us, ourselves, was a creator. And so if I focus in terms of perspective, if I only focus on what I see, then I will never be able to create. Or if I only focus on previous products that I had created, then I'll never be able to step into what can be. The process of creativity is not about products, it's about process. And when we step into process, then all kinds of magical things 
can happen. So the question that I have for you, right here, right now, is are you focused on a product or are you trusting the process? One of the things that we at OnSite talk a lot about is trusting the process. And the process is certainly made up of people, places, and things, but it is also something that is way bigger than any single individual or group of people. So when I step into that creative process and step into the flow, all of a sudden, a light bulb moment will occur. And all of a sudden, there will be an illumination within the dark. Have you ever walked into a dark room, flipped on the switch, and watched the battle between light and dark commence? No, because the battle between light and dark is simply an illusion. It, the mind is the battleground for the battle between light and dark. When you flip on the switch, there is no argument between light and dark, just like there is no argument between love and fear. Love never fails, just like light never fails. And so as we can reside within the darkness, we have this magical ability to be curious about where does this feel similar to me and my story? If I'm stuck someplace in this moment, it may be tied to a place where I've been stuck within my story. So part of experiential therapy is about excavating myself from my story. So coming back to this quote in which we started, because I totally believe in full circle moments, and that residing within the dark in and of itself is just part of the process. If races of man adhering to conserved production will die out, thus Darwin's survival of the fittest will be found to be too narrow. It will be replaced by the survival of the creator. Right now, we see this now more than ever. Companies and organizations that were financially fit are being brought to their knees. And the companies and organizations that are surviving are the ones that have had the audacity to create something new, to innovate, to pivot. And so that is the challenge that I leave you with as we sit within the dark. What are you willing to create? As you bring a new perspective, as you bring a newfound curiosity that I hope this conference sets on fire for you, as you move from impossible to I'm possible, what could then be if you had the audacity to create? Could then be if you had the audacity to create. That sounds like almost a thesis for the story community as a whole. So next time your story fills up against the darkness and you're not sure how to get around the obstruction, it might be time to go through it. You never know what you can survive until you try. And if you feel like you could use a little courage trying, 
Join us this year for Story 2021, either in Nashville in person or online for a digital experience, whatever you're most comfortable with. Either way, getting plugged into a community like ours while equipping yourself with the inspiration and instruction you need to keep creating and telling stories that matter could be just what is needed for you to go through the obstructions getting in the way of you doing your best, most creative work. I really hope you'll consider joining us. For more information, head over to story2021.com. Again, that's story2021.com. Until then, thanks so much for listening. As always, I am Harris III, and you've been listening to The Story Podcast. The Story Podcast is a production of the Astoria Collective. It is hosted and curated by Harris III and produced, edited, and mixed by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. All music for Season 5 of The Story Podcast is provided by the talented musicians at Soundstripe. For more information about this podcast and other creative offerings from Story, visit storygatherings.com.